The Raw Rugby Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast. I'm Brett McKay. We're back for a very special week of rugby chat thanks to the Raw.com.au Australia's biggest sporting debate and your home of the biggest and best rugby discussion kicking around. As always, you can have your say under the new episode page every week on the Raw or hit us up on the socials or wherever you get your podcasts. And please leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think as well. I'm joined by Harry Jones once again, and this is a special week, uh, maybe even a lucky episode 13, because we've been lucky enough to secure a bit of a chat with some guys from the newest professional team in the Southern Hemisphere, Moana Pacifica. This is going to be great. Uh, very excited. I'm thrilled about this. I've been hanging out with uh, some of the Moana Pacifica players who came over here actually um, for Earth Day with, with their sponsor, EarthX. Uh, you could not run into more humble, funny, gracious young guys. And so we're having a real treat uh, on this episode because we're going to actually talk to captain, coach, and in my opinion, one of the standout best players of the season, uh, a number eight, tough, gritty, heavy teammate Stowers. <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, take us through who, who are we talking to today, Brett, because uh, I'm, I'm really above, I'm just over the moon. You've, uh, yeah, well, you've, you've, you've done, I've got, to, I've got to hand a lot of the credit over to, to you on this chat because you've certainly done a lot of groundwork. As you say, you've done some work with, with EarthX and, and, uh, and Moana Pacifica over there in, uh, over there in Texas. Um, Aaron Major is the coach. Uh, we, it was really good to get it's really good to get his insights and everything. And he's a, you know, he's he's coached the Highlanders, he's played at the highest level, but um, he he's really enjoying this, isn't he? He's he's really got in, got into coaching this new group, building a team from the ground up. It's almost freeing, I think. You know, I think yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it's hard to imagine the the real pressure of being an All Black and being selected from early days to be, uh, you know, one of the top players. I imagine there's a freedom. Um, there's a, a real mission, and uh, I think I think we'll hear it on this chat. I think it's um, the players and the coaches are playing for something much more yeah. than just a, a win and a loss record and a and a franchise, uh, you know, with, with profit concerns. I mean, they're all nonprofit, they're sponsored by a nonprofit, and they're playing for a specific reason, which yeah. is the, the relief of Tonga and was decimated, you know, by the the storm. Yeah, yeah, and, and playing for. Um, playing for something higher than just competition points is is is, is huge. Um, we've also got um, some great chats coming up with their inaugural captain Sukopi Kepu, uh, and the guy you're arguing, as you say, as the, maybe the form number eight of the competition, Henry Timé Stowers. I know you've been looking forward to this chat, maybe more than any others, mate. So uh, let's just get straight into it. Tries to find a way through, Tremendous good, and it's a big turnover for Moana Pacifica. They survived the raid. And now they'll look to turn the Hurricanes around. What's the bounce like? What's the kick like? It's brilliant! What's the chase like? It's magic! Danny Koala, can you believe it? A huge welcome to the Raw Rugby Podcast, the head coach of Moana Pacifica, Aaron Major. Aaron, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Cheers, team. It's great to be on here. A quick one to kick us off. How do you sum up a debut season in one word so far? Enjoyable. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Nice. I thought I thought you were going to go with something like, I don't know, frustrating or uh, a roller coaster or up and down or something like that. But enjoyable is really cool. 
Yeah, I think you can see the energy levels that, that mm. um, everybody in our environment has. Like we're, yeah, it's been some challenges for us in this first year. Lots of change schedules, lots of postponed games, but uh, we're, we're really enjoying it. We're having a lot of fun. Uh, I can see the growth in, a, in our squad uh, daily. There's um, lots of small wins happening along the way. So I think for me as a coach, it's really exciting. I'm really excited about the possibilities, what that looks like even in the next couple of weeks. Um, we've had a had a couple of training weeks together now. Coming out of our storm, we've been able to um, get some combinations going and yeah. uh, hopefully we have to pick the same team or a similar team, you know, for a couple of weeks in a row, which we've been yeah. able to do over the last while. So <laughs> I think all those things um, help help performance. And obviously that's what we're, we're here to try and grow is, is our performance as individuals and as a team. And uh, I can feel that's, that's about to happen and um, mm. a bit more, more consistent across the board. It, feel, it feels like you guys have played 20 games in the last three weeks. How many players have you used so far this year? Yeah, there's been a few games. Uh, <laughs> it's been a, a few games in a short period, but uh, it's actually been a real positive for us in many ways. Yeah, it's been challenging because we haven't had to, uh, the opportunity to build lots of uh, combinations and continuity. But we've used 46 guys. We've been up to blood wow. 46 uh, Bloody hell. players. And, yeah, and most of those guys, <laughs> over 30 of those guys, are first-time Super Rugby players. Mm. So that, that's huge for us when you look at our pool going forward and, and we're going to need to um, call on those players and some of those players will continue to be um, minor players going forward, the guys that we've drafted in. So that's really exciting. It's kept the whole squad engaged. Like we said, when we went to these storms, we're going to have to use the whole squad. So yeah. everybody's been really engaged and the energy's been pretty positive. So um, yeah, we're, we're pretty happy with mm. where we're at coming through those challenges. 46 players, that's huge. That's a that's a hell of a lot of training kit being issued. That's for, that's for sure. You've 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 experienced all sorts of um, highs and highs, particularly highs as a player. How are you finding things as a coach, and how are you finding coaching a group who are playing? You know, not just professional rugby, but they're playing for something a lot more than just professional rugby. This 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 is a squad that's really got connection. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love coaching these boys and. Um, really is like a family, you know. Teams use the word brotherhood. Um, it's certainly really tight connections in this group, and I think our, uh, our cultural roots really help that. We we're grounded at that every every day. We we connect with uh, Lotu in the morning, which is our prayer, and uh, sing some some songs, some busy, and it's just a good way to to stay grounded and connect to what's most important. Um, we're, we're more than just a, a rugby team. Like the rugby is really important for us and it's a really important vehicle for everybody in our environment to express themselves and, and grow as people. But um, it's just part of our lives and I think we have really good context on that. That doesn't mean to say we're not ultra competitive and, and we're trying to work hard on growing our performances. Uh, but I think we've got really good perspective on, on where the game sits and it's helping us enjoy even through these challenges as we talked about before. Yeah, Aaron, I was watching that that golden extra point time, whatever it's called, when you're winning, you're beating the Hurricanes for the, in the third match out. And I, it looked like you were coming out of your skin in the coaching box. And I thought, that guy wants to go out and play. I mean, he's it hard to hold yourself <laughs> back. You're only 41. You look like you're ready. You're in good training. You're in good kit. So what's, you know, is, is it hard to hold yourself back on a training ground? Do you want to get in there and tackle? Oh, yeah, not really. When, when I see the, the collisions these days, um, <laughs> don't really fancy any of that. Maybe moving the ball around to a bit of space, but uh, 
It's funny you mentioned that moment up at the coaching box. I, I actually don't know how I got up on that chair. Um, I think it was, it was a, little, a little bit of a blur, to be fair. Just the excitement took over, and all of a sudden I'm up there, and Furlow's next to me just hugging my legs. So I um, don't know whether he's hugging me out of his own excitement or he was trying to protect me from falling down hurt myself. I thought it was yeah. a complicated lineup move or something. Like <laughs> Working new plays in game. <laughs> it was obviously um, oh, a hugely proud moment, and and we, we certainly weren't expecting uh, to be in a position like that so early in our um, in our infancy as a, as a rugby team, especially competing against. But the New Zealand teams are the class, and it's a pretty brutal uh, competition playing in that, that New Zealand conference. And we've, we've learned that through some of our um, games where we have been on the, the wrong side of the ledger as well. And like, it doesn't take much for a really good performance to turn into a 30 point loss against New yeah. Zealand teams. So to, yeah. so to be in there and, and be able to compete with the Hurricanes in that game and come away with the ultimate outcome was. Oh, that, that feeling of elation was um, it's one of the best moments I've had in the game, to be fair. And I've been fortunate enough to um, be a part of some some big occasions and play some test match footy and, and win some Super Rugby titles. Uh, but yeah, that, that night was a pretty special feeling. I remember walking down onto the field and and seeing uh, Sir Brian Williams, Sir BG, mm-hmm. and just the smile on his face, he was just beaming and it's people like that that have, that have really carved the, the path for, for this team uh, where we are today. And to see him down there with a tear in his eye and a big smile on his face um, was, a, was a pretty awesome moment. Yeah, that's one of those nights where yeah. you just don't want anything to end, isn't it? You just want, you just want that night to go on for hours. Yeah, definitely. And, and it created a lot of belief in, in our guys. Yeah. We've got a lot of players who haven't, haven't played at this level. Uh, we've got a lot of players who have only played a handful of NPC games then we've got some players who haven't played any NPC games at all. No, they haven't even played the next tier down. Yeah. So when you throw them into the furnace of competing against um, seasoned Super Rugby players and international players, it can be a little bit daunting. But I think what we realised in that game, a lot of our players, is man, if, if we're a bit more consistent with things that we're working on during the week in our, in our preparation, uh, then we can compete. So we did take a lot of belief out of that. And I think there's, if you look through our performances, there's been another two or three games where we're probably in winnable positions. Um, and it's just about consistency for us now. And there's a couple of parts of our game that we're working really hard on to, um, to swing those outcomes. So they're yeah, pretty happy with where we're at, to be fair, um, this, this far into our, into our um, some debut season. Mm. So, yeah, Coach, it looks like you, uh, to me, when you, when you approach the Rebels match, I mean, I don't know who's the underdog and who's the favourite there, but you've got to have a really good shot at winning this one. Uh, a real chance. Does it help for you to have that incredible moment, that joyful moment where you beat the Canes to, to explain to the boys, like, we're in this. This is something mm-hmm. we should win this match. It's not about underdogs and first season and maybe this is a game we have to win. Yeah, well, we're really lucky because um, you know, one of the, the big strengths of uh, Pacifica people is humility. You know, the power of humility and you mm-hmm. know, win, lose or draw talked about it before we've, we've got some really critical anchors for us that help us reset and and just keep us grounded so that means we're genuine in our process um every week and like we look at the rebels and, and they're a good side like, i thought their um the heart and spirit they showed against the crusaders in the weekend was was outstanding 
they scrapped for everything. They're a big physical team, so uh, we really respect the challenge that's that's coming here, and um, we're looking forward to it. Obviously, like I talked about before, we've had a full week to prepare. Obviously, last week we thought we were going to play the fourth, but then another full week to prepare for this game. So I think we'll be better prepared for this one than we have in any other games over the last sort of four or five weeks, which is exciting. What do you what do you think the keys uh, for, for for a good game for winning will be against the Rebels? A di- different style of side than you've been playing. Yeah, I think for us, like the, the key word for me has been courage, courage to play. I want our I want our boys to, to play and it's all around scanning space and attacking space and then backing our skills to to get the ball there. Uh, whether that's through the middle of the field or whether that's on the edges, whether it's in the first minute or the fifteenth minute, you know, we a lot of teams talk about earning the right to go wide. But um, if the space is there for me and our, and our boys have got the skills and they back their skills to, to get it there, then that's actually the best opportunity. And what that does is it actually moves the team and spreads them out. So your collisions through the middles are a little bit a little bit easier. Um, right. So, yeah, that, that's been a big philosophy of ours all year. Obviously, you've got to be patient with that. And, and when you're moving the ball, being really um, smart around your decisions, around your offloads and, and just trying to maintain the ball for a little bit longer. I think I was listening to you talk to Henry just before I popped in and we talked about the, the position. So position's certainly been a big focus for us. We've sort of been hovering around that 40% mark and I think if we can swing that mark up to around 50-50, then we're at least able to apply a bit more pressure with the ball in hand. Yeah. So certainly been a, a big focus for us. How do you build your um, your combinations with your with your assistant coaches, Aaron, because you know, you're not just putting together a playing group. How much would you have worked with um, Poliasi Manu and, uh, and Philo Tiatia this before? Yeah, I hadn't actually coached with any of the guys before. Yeah, uh, Dale, Dale McLeod, who's our defence coach, I know reasonably well from Canterbury. And uh, when I was down coaching the Highlanders, he was coaching the South and the Stags, so there was yep. a relationship there. Um, I love coaching with these these guys. Hey, eh? they're all they're all very different. They yeah. all bring real unique approach to, to what we do. And probably the thing I really enjoy about having Dale and, and Phil or two older coaches, uh, it's just their experience. Yeah, uh, They've got great perspective. They've got a really good lens on on the game and the, and the bigger picture. And then you've got Paulie Arce, who's a, a younger coach, just learning his trade as a coach. He's got a lot of knowledge. Mm. So he brings a lot of enthusiasm and a, he sort of reminds us what the player mentality is, yeah. what the player mentality is like. Because he's only a couple of years out, isn't he? He's only two or three years out, not even. Yeah, yeah Paulie finished in Japan a couple of years ago. So yeah. um, it's, all, it's all pretty new to him, but just an outstanding uh, human being. We're really enjoying um, having in our coaching group. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, the players are from so many different heritage, so many different cultures, and there's some similarities and there's some differences and all that. How, how are you finding bringing all those personalities and all those coaches, Samoa and Tong and Fiji and Cook Islands, how are you finding bringing that all together? Well, it's been pretty easy, hey? Look, it's yeah, just, right. It's just natural. It's, it's authentic. Like, we're all from the, from the Pacific, so it's, it hasn't been tough at all. Um, singing always helps. Yeah. Eating together always helps. Uh, I think how we... They'd be, they'd be big feeds too, wouldn't they? Yeah, good, good quality feeds. Yeah, lots of, <laughs> lots of, lots of water. Yeah, but um, but we, we missed the preseason uh, prior to Christmas because of the COVID situation in Auckland. So that's another one of those challenges where we just squeezed up. We had three weeks to um, assemble, meet each other, and get ready for the first preseason game against the, the Chiefs. 
Um, but the, the first three days, we really focused on connection. We really focused on uh, getting to know each other, getting to understand each other. And you've got a lot of young guys. You've got a lot of guys who haven't quite made academy. So there's, there's some scars there, you know, quite early yeah. from, from rugby experiences. So being able to shield that vulnerability and those experiences and lay it all out on the table and then move forward and, and be mm. really positive around the opportunities was important for us. I think that was, was probably the single most important exercise we've done all year. Obviously, we're focused heavily on the on the rugby, but the, the connection piece was really critical. And then understanding uh, the quality of our relationships required for us to be successful as a rugby team. That's not only our relationships internally, but also our relationship with our, with our key stakeholders, our relationships with our community, making sure we're, we're really engaged with our community and they feel a part of our journey as well. And what that looks like out on the field, and, and we talk about it every week, is they can see the heart and spirit that we play with. And I think, um, I think they, I think they're feeling it. Certainly, yeah. the feedback we're getting is, um, although we haven't had, uh, we've only had one result out of of eight games so far. People know that our boys are giving it everything. That's all we can ask. There's maybe been half a game of footy in two games where we haven't really been where we wanted to be. Uh, but every other game, the, the commitment levels have, have been outstanding. And uh, I think we're just going to get better. Eh? It's just time in the saddle for, for these boys now. It's just experience. And, mm. and we're getting that. So that's exciting. We're getting better every day. And, and we'll be better again this weekend. I think, I think we all forget okay. that we're still only 10 weeks into your first season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, I think especially in, in this competition, it's yeah, it's brutal. And I think New Zealand rugby fans are. Uh, um, now we've got five million coaches in our country. So it's, uh, <laughs> everyone's an expert on the game. Everyone's a, a critic. Uh, that's because it's our game. It's, yeah. it's, it's passion for for uh, New Zealanders um, in this competition. And you know, for for us, we're, we're really lucky that we have the support, the quality of support we we do have, and um, the people that are backing us understand our context and they're riding behind us and. That's really important. It's really important for the players to feel that, whether it's from the community, the family, the board, the coaches. Uh, we all understand the journey we're on, and I think that helps enjoy those those tougher moments as well. When you when you're not getting those results, understand yeah. it's part of a process and it's, it's part of growing as a team and as players. Yeah, coach, you you have every coach I've ever played under. They had a story to tell in the sheds and the change rooms, and it always helped to be playing for something. And uh, coaches love that. In your case, it's it's tangible. Uh, Earthex is one of your sponsors, a nonprofit. You're an NGO. You've dedicated your season to Tonga's recovery from that horrific tra- tragedy. You're trying to rebuild. You seem focused on this kind of theme. Is it does it help you to have a mission behind the season? So it's not just rugby. You're playing for family, for blood, for culture, for roots, uh, to you know, to save something. Is it is it helpful as a coach to have that story? Yeah, all of those things are really important to us, um, and and they're huge drivers. You go back to um, you talk about family, to where their ancestors, just the some of the challenges that. And I'll talk about my own, my own grandmother had to overcome. She's a four-year-old. Uh, she was born in Rutu. And she got whangai, which is adopted into Rarotonga, to another part of her family. She never saw her birth parents again. She got on mm. the on the boat to come out to New Zealand as a 19-year-old to mm. come try and explore a bit of the, bit of the world and, and um, create some, some opportunities for herself. And 
and that takes courage to do that, eh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the resilience and one of the most special uh, people I've, I've ever ever met, if, if not the most. You know, she's um, she certainly taught my family a lot and, you know, you, you, you share the narrative with, with everybody in our team. Like we all have somebody of, of that description in our family that's really led the way. What that looks like for Moana um, Pacifica is your, your Brian Williams and your Sir Michael Jones and and these guys have really carved the path. So um, that just makes you extremely grateful to, to have those people do what they've done and make those sacrifices and the commitment to, to set up these opportunities that, that we all have, you know. I certainly wouldn't have been able to achieve what I, what I achieved in, through my playing career and now lucky enough to be coaching uh, if it wasn't for the values that you know my nan installed in me and those uh, those rugby legends, those rugby giants uh, that inspired me you know, through my earlier days, so uh, you feel extremely grateful. Uh, and and for us to be in a position of privilege to to inspire and connect our community and and to serve, you know, you talk about the the Tongan recovery uh, project at the moment means a lot to us. A lot of our players' families have, have been affected, and um, yeah, I know the. We've got, we've got guys working around the clock. I've got friends reaching out, uh, even non-Pacific, who are wanting to connect through Moana to try and help. So, um, yeah, all those things are hugely important to us and, and things we yeah, really drive us. Yeah, it's fantastic. Look, Aaron, we, we thank you so much for your, for your time. It's been a really fascinating, uh, insightful, really enjoyable chat. Um, thanks so much for giving us some time to, to, to talk about what's important to you guys as a, as a squad. And as you say, it's, it's, it's much more than the rugby team. It's, it's, it's a fantastic story. Oh, thanks very much to you guys, Brett and Harry. It's um, awesome to have platforms like this to, to share the narrative and, and uh, share the energy. So uh, thanks very much for your time. No, no worries at all. Time. Yeah, absolutely. And all the best for the rest of the season too. Yes, awesome. Team. Thanks very much. No Harry, this special edition um, of the podcast has come about with uh, thanks to a lot of really good people, a a lot of really helpful people, uh, particularly from Moana Pacifica and EarthX. Um, Tell us a little bit about EarthX. Oh, you're so right. We have so many people to thank this week. Um, EarthX is a nonprofit dedicated to um, addressing the survival of the Pacific Islands, and they are a wonderful sponsor and partner with um, one of Pacifica. And so to do this episode, actually, we had so much help. Uh, Polonato, the CEO of Moana Pacifica, helped us. Uh, Gina, Carla, Taylor from the PR wing, from EarthX side, uh, Jennifer, uh, Rose, uh, Matt. Um, we had Peter, and all of them were instrumental in pulling this together so that we could uh, speak to Sokopi, to Aaron, to, um, to Henry. And, and actually understand them better and actually get a really good feel for what a unique alliance this is in sport. Uh, we're not even sure that there is one like this anywhere no, else. No, no. We must have a nonprofit, yeah. support, nonprofit supporting a charitable trust, supporting a team that's playing for people. So we are chuffed. And I must, we, I hope I didn't forget anyone, but I, I really want to say thank you. I know you did too. We just had a wonderful relationship working on this pod with them. Yeah, no, we did. It was a really good chat. And for uh, for more info about EarthX, you can just check out earthx.org. Rugby on the Raw. Next up on the Raw Rugby Podcast, it's the inaugural captain of Moana Pacifica, Sakopi Kepu. Sakopi, 
welcome. Thanks so much. It's um, it's it's great to great to talk to you. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, thanks for having having me on, and it's a wonderful opportunity to connect with you, boys. So, thanks very much. <laughs> well, you Cheers. might. You might you might regret those words, Sakopi. We we have a we have a series on the on the podcast, and I think you know about this. We we sort of heard secondhand that you heard about this. I've I've been asking how we've been working our way through the list of of the captains this year across the season, and asking what they what, I ask Harry what those captains would be doing if they weren't rugby players, and asked him what yeah. what you would be, and he said you'd be a lounge singer, but a seated one. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. <laughs> That's so, about right, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, righto. Righto. So, nah. so are we right? Did you hear about this? No, nah, no. Oh, oh. no. Nah. I, I, um, but I, I sort of read some notes on it and, uh, yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I prefer to sit sitting, uh, sitting down, uh, sing sitting down. Uh, <laughs> uh nah. Look, I, I'm, you just, you I'm, just seem I'm, very, chill, you seem a chill guy. Even in the heat of battle, <laughs> you're going going onto scrum against the Springboks. Yeah. It just seemed like you were always very chill. I just imagined you doing some, you know, songs. You yeah. got to be comfortable doing these things. Yeah, I mean, it's just about, uh, I guess, finding your process, finding, you know, the true north, and and just sort of trying not to get too uh, too rattled, but stay composed yeah. under the heat and uh, heat of battle. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, seated lounge singer who who'd have who'd have thought there's your there's 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 post football for you mate yeah yeah <laughs> have you got a good singing voice we should probably should um, sign off on that the boys the boys well the guys in the wallabies used to call me the baritone um, <laughs> nice nice i I, nice. I, well, I just enjoy singing the the uh the australian anthem every yeah. time i got to to do that uh and i was just it was just a time there where I just really was proud and, and just belted out as loud as I could. Um, sung a lot. At, obviously, coming through boarding school, you sung all the time every morning, yeah. chapel and assembly. So I wouldn't say I'm a great singer, but... Um, <laughs> but you love doing it. I can, I can try and sing and, and uh, sing pretty loud. So Yeah, good, good. <laughs> good, good. We do it a lot here at, at, with our minor, minor team. So, um, and there's a... There's a there's a few handy voices around yeah. the team, so which, yeah. which I uh, have to be careful of. So, so you've yeah. had you've had a rugby journey that's taken you all over the world. You know, school in New Zealand, come to Australia, play for the Wallabies, hundred odd games to the Waratahs, hundred odd tests, go to France, come back, and then you end up as the inaugural captain of Moana Pacifica. What what's it what's that mean to you after such an incredible rugby journey? And and tell us about the honour of of being made the first captain. Yeah, um, look, it's it's a very unique team, and and I guess I I didn't really know the I guess the the impact that it would have on not only myself but my you know my family, but also the greater Pacific Island community. Um, you know, I, you, when I got approached, and then it was kind of like, oh wow, it's a new team. You know, then I was just happy to be a part of the team and then to be selected as a captain and was just very humbling and something yeah. I didn't see coming and um and something I had to, you know, learn and, and, and I'm still learning and, and try to run with. So I've got some great guys around me um in our leadership group to help, you know, sort of steer the ship in the right direction, so to speak. So but it's um oh man, it's yeah, the being in a position to help 
put into structure, you know, values and um, standards and, 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 you know, building it from the ground up has been something pretty uh, special. Um, and it's, it's been a learning for everybody in the yeah. organisation, you know, first time for a lot of us to, to be involved. And so, um, yeah, I, I guess we speak about it as, uh, you know, our team is more than rugby, you know, it's, it's reaching out and inspiring, mm. you know, the next generation and the next uh, young kids that, that want to, mm. you know, be like their guy, you know, the guys that they aspire to be like in this team. And, and the unique thing is, is obviously, you know, we're not a franchise, so to speak, like a city or a, or a state, you know, where we represent our people. And that's not only in Auckland, New Zealand, but that's everywhere in the, in the globe, you know, in the, in yeah. the world. So um, it was quite humbling to, to get some messages from people from UK, you know, Europe, the States, um, you know, Australia here and, and everywhere. You know, just people proud of what we're doing and, um, and yes, and sort of want to get behind what the, the team sort of values are and what we, what, you know, they, they see that what we're trying to do and, and they're extremely proud. So, yeah, I'm just uh, enjoying the ride so far and, and riding that, the wave, so to speak. Yeah, you can you can tell a guy has a, a very good career going when when a coach in, is not that much older than him. So it looks, it looks like <laughs> <laughs> looks like Aaron, you're, catch, you're catching Aaron. He's what 40, 41? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is is it is it different? You know, working with a young coach like this. I mean, obviously remembers playing. It's not. It's yesterday. So do you do you end up having more of a, a working relationship where you're actually bouncing ideas off each other? It's not some guy yelling at you from on high. Yeah, look, um, yeah, Aaron's awesome. Like he's he's someone that I you know grew up watching. You know, he he was playing. He played the same uh, age group as my older brother and the same yeah, New Zealand nice. representative teams and stuff. So, um, and I still respect and look up to my older brother as well. Um, and yeah, look, it's um, it is it is a relationship where. You know, he's always he he runs things by uh, not only myself but the leadership and and there is a lot of to and fro about what what we think um, would be get you know best you know for the team, but also he, ultimately he makes the final calls and stuff. So uh, we understand it and, and we respect that relationship and in that space. So, um, but I've I've really enjoyed working with him so far and and being able to just to talk to him uh, when. Yeah. When, like when in Queenstown, when we were when we were in lock in uh, isolation, there it was kind of like just picked up the phone and rang him and said, "Oh, you know, how are you going, bro? Like, yeah, right. what's what's on the cards today? What have you been up to? You know, and it's just checking in and yeah, um, and it was you know maybe it wasn't even footy, but it's just uh, every now and then I'll just it's just a random text or phone call just to check up on each other. Is there anything that I can do, um, et cetera, et cetera. So. Again, it's new ground for me, but it's uh, I'm just trying to do what I feel and, and think is best. So it's going pretty well. So I, I haven't been sacked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you could say he's coach major, you're coach minor. Uh, no, there's, uh, there's, great, <laughs> there's great footage of you. I, I watched uh, you're in the, the coach's box. I suppose you were injured. Uh, yeah. And you're watching uh, your fullback um, catch the ball in space. He winds up, head down. And then you're laughing and clapping and going crazy. And I started thinking... It looks kind of natural. Are you thinking you might want to be a coach one day? Uh, yeah. Look, I, I have a passion for coaching. Um, I, mm. I, I guess it's a little bit, as you get older, you 
you try and critique and, and you just try and share your knowledge with other younger players and yeah. and the beauty is in this team. Um, yeah, I can do that. And you've got Oliassi that's there and helping with our scrum. So, yeah, I, I had to calm down. I thought I saw that footage. I was like, Oof. <laughs> um, I'm a passionate that guy. Was, and I, that yeah, was good. I, I, it was good. Yeah. Um, all I could think was uh, when Lolangi Messinia picked that ball, well, caught that ball and ran it back. Um, in rugby league, they so they call it off the back fence. So he did exactly that. He, he ran off the back fence, and uh, <laughs> it was just pretty funny. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but yeah, the coaching is coaching is something I look to. I really um, would want to get into, and I've started a little bit of that last year and this year. It's been a it's been a funny little period for you. You've played played so many games in a short period of time, and now you've just had a week and a half off. Are you yeah. are you looking forward to playing these this last part of the the season, particularly being able to spread the the Moana Pacifica message through Australia? Yeah. yeah. Oh man, like um, obviously been a tough period, you know, leading up to our trip over here. You know, whatever it was, six games in twenty twenty two game days or something. Um, and we took on that challenge, you know, we accepted it. We understood that it came with, you know, with a lot of uh, challenges and we we battled through that. And I think we're better for it at this stage. Um, and look, again, probably a blessing in disguise if you look at it that way that our, our boys get to recover. Um, no game last week, but now we we go into a full week of preparation this week and, and come up against the wearables that we saw put up a fight against the, the Crusaders. So, um yeah, we're looking forward to it, and we're under no illusions that these guys are going to be tough at home. So we're going to do everything we can to prepare well for that. Yeah, no, no doubt. Look, um, look, best of luck for the rest of the season, Sokopi. It's, yeah. it's great. It's great to see you playing again, mate. More than anything, it's just um, when <laughs> when guys come back from Europe, it's it's just it's great to see you just playing again. Um, thanks for for giving up yeah. some some time for us. It's been great to chat to yeah. you. Nah, it's all good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, first thing I thought about was. Um, I didn't think I was going to come back into Super Rugby. And when I started playing, I was thinking, geez, what have I got myself into? But, um, <laughs> I still think Super Rugby is the toughest competition. So, um, you pick the toughest side of it. I mean, it's yeah. really one of the toughest opening, yeah. unique stories in rugby and in elite sport to go into that competition and play week after week after yeah. week. All yeah, black laden so. teams. Yeah. 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 Awesome, gentlemen. Thanks very much, eh? The Raw Rugby Podcast. They've got an advantage now, Moana Pacifica. Taking chance their arm here. Tomatini looking for the reply. They've got another one. They're close. They're over. And then you caught it. Get the line out right. Build pressure. And they just start getting numbers around the corner. As we see there, Timmy Stowers popping up tune suit, and he runs a great inside line and pops under the defender there. Great start and great try. To finish this special edition of the Raw Rugby Podcast, it's the barnstorming Moana Pacifica back rower, Henry Timmy Stowers. Henry, welcome to the podcast. Ah, good to be here. Thanks for having me. That's our very much our pleasure, Harry. Cheers, Henry. Uh, so it's Harry here. We'll keep our names separate. Uh, lovely to have you on. <laughs> That's not at all confusing Actually, from this end, let me tell you. <laughs> to, to, be, to be honest, I'm, I'm the one who wanted to have you, this chat on you mostly because you know I'm an old number eight. And uh, because, in my opinion, you've been having one of the barnstorming top seasons in Super Rugby for any team. Um, and you've been a good player for a long time. Um, 
even the under-20s, I think, for Samoa and New Zealand. But what's happening this season in particular? You seem to be especially fired up. Uh, it seems like you're seeing the game really well. Has something happened where you're you're just finding this this form this season? Um, with, with any team that I go to, I just try to enjoy my footy. And uh, there's a saying, you know, it's, a smiling someone is a dangerous one, so I think at my happiest, <laughs> at my happiest, you know, I'm, I'm back, uh, back in New Zealand. Uh, not to say that, like I had an amazing time here in uh, in Australia, but um, being back home and close to my family and everything is just giving me the extra motivation to, you know, to play well and and um, yeah, I think that's that's all that's all it is in a nutshell. And I'm enjoying my footy and I'm having a good time with. Um, the Moana team, so it's been good. Yeah, that, that, that actually makes sense. You know, the happiness part. I saw um, watching the game where you won, the third game when you when you beat the Hurricanes. Uh, it seemed like you were smiling as you came up from every tackle. Um, and and the camera was catching you perfectly. So is there something about the Moana ideal, the, the Pacifica concept, you know, that you're playing for that's got you going? Because maybe for the first time you're playing for something more than mm. just a club or yeah. Or is or is that or is that just some weird thing that you number eights do? <laughs> no, love, contact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's um, that's it. I mean, it's there's a lot of connection back to our roots, playing with uh, with with Moana and um, like I said before, you know, with my family and everything. Um, everyone makes their own personal connection to to their culture and their background, but to have it all together in one team is. It's, it's wicked, man. It's amazing. It's the closest thing that um, to Manusha more that I believe uh, you know, with, with what we bring, um, physicality, you know, we, we love to be in, in those tight spaces and stuff like that. So, um, or, you know, like my career, I've played with a lot of experienced players, but to be in the same team where we all sort of bring the same sort of, you know what I mean? Um, Parts yeah. of our game that, that are yeah. similar, it's amazing. So um, I'm learning off um, guys like Jack, Jack Lamb, um, Christian, and Sikopi, our skipper. So uh, it's a massive, massive part of, of us growing together and and uh, growing as a team. Geez, training no, must be good. hard. Training must be really hard. <laughs> like, I don't shy. I don't want to want to shy away from contact in, um, in other teams, but man... <laughs> When you know we've got that 10, 20 minute block of contact, you're like, oh, it's almost like a game day. There's like, <laughs> there's like 30 guys that can hit in this team. So you're yeah. just trying to, you're trying to be smart about it. Hey, find the gaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually in a, in a team, you can usually find the, the the few that don't want contact, but in your team, everyone likes it and yeah. they come up smiling. I was joking with with Brett and the guys uh, after the, the game. I said, this is the most physical. Uh, match since the South African teams have left. <laughs> you're, making, you're making the Kiwi boys hurt. No, he, but- said, he said this. He said this in round two, Henry. It's worth saying. It was like ten, ten minutes into your first game. <laughs> no, so, similar styles, no, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the boys love it. So now I was looking at actually beyond the physicality, which we always talk about, but actually I think decision making in um, on game line. I was watching your game in particular. You're uh, you're hitting outside shoulders, looking for the offload, passing out the back. 
it looks like it's not just monstering guys. You're actually making very good decision making. So who's who's coaching that? Do you have someone working on on skills and having those split second decisions? You know, to go, to talk, to reload. Oh, that's a massive. Uh, that's been a massive working for me, um, as well as a sort of Ford Ford pack to carry out in um, my whole. In the past, I'd usually step in because I like to I like to use my footwork a lot. Um, so I've been doing a lot of work on that. So that's that's something that, that's that's been key for me and makes it easier for the outside cleaners to to be there. You know. Um, uh, so yeah, it's interesting that you've noticed that because it's been a big work on for me. And any team is going to force you to step inside, and it's sort of like chasing you know, fool's gold. So um, yeah. Appreciate that. You noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been it's been a mess of work on. So, hey, it's <laughs> <laughs> happening. Yeah, Henry, you're um you're sort of, I suppose you're approaching your prime as a back rower, 27, 28. But it, it's a hell of a journey to to be sitting there with a, a Moana Pacifica shirt on. You know, you pl- played for the Force years ago. You know, it felt like you were sort of maybe in the wilderness a bit. Answered the Brumbies call last year. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a hell of a journey, isn't it, to, to be sitting there talking to us yeah. this year in this in this in this shirt? Yeah, it's been massive. Um, I've enjoyed all the places that I've been to. Uh, it's been a tough grind. Um, mm. but, you know, no one's no one's fault. You know, like I've sort of played my way in, played my way out. So to come home to to be consistent has been a main you know has been a goal of mine. So. We're only halfway through this season, mm. and uh, it's it's where I need to switch on even more. So um, I'm looking to have uh, you know try to have good season here, good couple seasons, and and sort of be in a team where I'm just secure and um, you know feel at home. So hopefully, uh, hopefully all goes well here. Who who made the first call, mate? Did did you did you call Moana Pacifica or did they call you? And and how quick did you say yes? It was um, it was my agent. I sort of was yeah. just uh, hanging out, and I was with Manusha more at the time when the, when there was talks, um, you know, the Brahms and and with Moana, and um, yeah, the decision came down to the pros and cons. Like uh, we'd been in Aussie five years. Um, my partner had followed me all those years, so uh, yeah. her family's back in Auckland. So uh, it's pretty much like a, a big thank you to her, um, and it was just time to come home. Yeah, and then um, making history was massive. You know, it was massive for me to to come home and, and, and be one of the first to put on this jersey. So uh, it's all worked out, and uh, yeah, now we're here talking. I'm here talking <laughs> to you, it's the highlight uh, of your year, clearly, mate. Obviously. <laughs> oh man, this is it. I reckon I retire today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, huge breaking news! Huge breaking news. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Manu Samoa. Uh, you're in the pool with with England, and it'd be huge to to beat them. Um, Argentina, Japan, as well. I mean, we joke in Australia about the Wallabies always being in the pool of death, but that kind of feels like a pool of death, doesn't it? England, Argentina, Japan. Yeah, there's going to be some tough games. Yeah. Um, but you know, we like after the back of um, last year's performances, and we should you know, we take a lot of confidence out of that, and um, you know, hopefully. I'm on the plane to to Fiji for that PNC in the middle of this year. 
Um, yeah, we'll just keep building. I, so I think I think you're going to be on the plane. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. If um, say Lala's listening to this, uh, <laughs> me, Harry's Harry's got a lot of influence and a lot of fingers in a lot of pies, mate. I'm not sure he's quite got the summer on selectors just yet. But you know, give it time. <laughs> give it time. Yeah, just please no. beat, please, please beat England, please. Give it a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'd, be, it'd but, be cool. It'd be cool though to be to be able to to be playing with guys that potentially you are going to be playing a World Cup with. Mm. So you're building the combinations from years out, aren't you? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that was a massive part of of us. You know, I was before I made that decision. I was talking to some of those boys who are in the team now, uh, some warm boys, and how good if we spend this two years together and we all go through to a to, you know potential World Cup um, and we've already made those connections and those combinations together yeah. plus the boys over you know over the, in the UK and in Europe um, so you know we're already sort of one step ahead um, in terms of what would have been in the past so I think um, I think it's some exciting times ahead with this with the teams yeah the no, doubt. Team. no doubt mm. no doubt yeah, so Henry, one of my only questions is I'm looking at um, the facts for this interview and I was trying to look up your height and weight. I always do that. I don't know why. And uh, every, 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 every single uh, outlet or team sheet has you very different height. So tell us the truth. Tell the, tell the Roar listeners uh, what's your actual height and weight. <laughs> this, is, this is the kind of big issues that we cover on the pod, Henry. <laughs> very important. No, I'll go around and say our height and weight okay? <laughs> no, the um, twenty-one-year-old me put down one point nine and a nice little weight, but I'm, <laughs> I'm actually one one eighty-five, <laughs> and uh, sitting at yeah, I'm sitting at one sixteen at the moment. So um, when I was twenty-one, I was seven kgs lighter. So. Yeah, right. There you go. See, see that works. So everywhere yeah. I'm telling you, half the places you look, it looks like six foot three, one nine. Yeah. And then yeah, that's where you're playing you're, you're playing event, you're playing out of your skin now. So when so, you so so when you were 21, Henry, you had that beanie on, didn't you? It's, you've got five centimeters of of, that's it. of pom-pom that's on top. It. Gotta chuck on one of these things on the head or something. <laughs> You can do the Rob Valentini and just grow and like straight up. <laughs> Robbie V. Seven centimeters. Robbie V. <laughs> ah, he's a oh. he's a monster though, old Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you've got him in a couple so, of weeks, haven't so you? We all... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we all like we, we all have a favorite, you know, playing weight, fighting weight. What's your what's your favorite fighting weight? You know, when you're actually gonna run in the trenches. Um, I would like to be at one fourteen. So. Bit more like, bit more explosive. Um, yeah. Like I'm, I'm enjoying where I'm at right now at 115. Where I'm, where I'm playing at right now, but I still think there's more in the tank. Uh, you're, of, you're, uh, bounce, you're, you're bouncing guys at this weight. It's great. Yeah. So what's what's your favorite uh, position? Do you do you actually play some six and some eight? You know, can you play across the the Lucy? And that's see, that's a tough question. Like I like eight. I love. I've always loved eight. But in different teams, they have the eights on the edges. Um, and the sixes in the middles, or, or vice versa. So, in this team, they have me in the middle, where where I love to be. Like I, I, lo- I like to be in space and that, but I like to be in the middle of everything, um, and be in the nitty gritty. So, you know how it is. Not as much contact oh, yeah. in space, is there? Oh, <laughs> I'll leave that to the boys who have got some toe. I'll, <laughs> I'm not that fast. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you're like you're like me when I was playing and I would play number eight and I was always, you know, you pick the ball, pick and go, and then you're looking for someone to hit. Like, don't let me just run around here by myself. Where are you? <laughs> where's, the, where's the 10? <laughs> I swear, I swear, I don't know what to do when I'm in space. Like, you think you know, but you're like, oh, should I run over him? Should I pass it? <laughs> you you pick, you pick run over him every time, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Four and one, I'll pick myself. <laughs> Don't try the chip kick, and it's very unlikely to work. <laughs> uh, so, did you play any other sports at school? Um, any other back in the back played, in the day? Uh, played a volleyball. Well, a, lot of, a lot of volleyball. That was my dad's favorite sport. Um, and then tried basketball out. I think I had two games before they kicked me off the team. So it was that. <laughs> because, because you said you're one, it's just, you said you're one nine five in basketball. <laughs> Probably because there's not, there's no tackling allowed, so I was like a bit too aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it was a bit too much. Eh? So they keep pulling me. I keep fouling. I was like, ah. Oh. Probably not the right spot for me. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we can so we can scratch the if you weren't a rugby player, what would you be doing in school? You, you'd just be a rugby player. <laughs> there'd be oh. no, there'd be no anything else. That's it, rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, who, um, which which players did you did you really follow and 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 model yourself on as you're growing up? Um, Christian Cullen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Similarities are incredible. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if I had been like, if I had been blessed with some speed and a little bit skinnier, I would have been at fullback for club rugby. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I would watch all this like, um, like all the games back in the days, and then even even coming out of school, watching all the YouTube clips and everything um, on a step and a speed and and everything, and then. Um, and then Michael Jones. Michael Jones is where I started to yeah, right. mold into that loose forward sort of thing. And, yeah. Both, yeah. both oh, legends. And how sweet that you're playing with your son now. This is a great story now. And honestly, when um, when I seen Michael in, the, in our first meeting, I was just like, that was the first time I met him. First time I've ever seen him in life, in real life. So I was just buzzing out. He's a... Uh, so who's the best dancer on the team? Who has the best moves? <laughs> well, a few of these guys do their um, TikToks. Do their TikToks like um, um, Nerea, Fumai and Danny, Lou, Lutero. So there's a few of them that, that can dance, but man, that's, it's a bit funky, some of their moves, eh? <laughs> yeah, so, um, so just... Just wrap a little bit up on the, the game preps for a prep for a game. Are you one of those guys that uh, that goes with the headphones, you're dancing with music, or you're jumping around, hugging and talking to people, or you were like me, kind of chucking up in the toilet, being quiet? <laughs> <laughs> he does this oh, before man. every episode of the pod, too. Yeah, yeah. that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes a mess um, as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly. Like when I get when I'm the most nervous and the most sick is like that ten seconds before kickoff. So that's when I feel mm. it when I'm out there. But otherwise, I'm real chilled. Yeah, like, right. just depends. You know, I I chuck on um chuck on some music. But I just go with how I feel really. So 
Um, every game's any game's every game's different, but that, that ten seconds before the whistle mm. stays the same. So you just need to run out from the tunnels and go straight into your first tackle. There's just no time in That's between. It. I need to go up after the bushel's blown. <laughs> Start from pit lane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be something. That would be something. Yeah, so the modern game is about all those those, those moments of the breakdown, you know, because Moana is not getting massive possession stats. You're not you're not have sixty percent possession. You're not down in the in the red zone all the time. You're playing a lot of times on counter attack and turnover ball and split seconds. Um, mm. So is that a focus? I mean, how do you train for that? You know, most most uh, old school rugby training is set piece and you know tackle bags and. Um, how do you practice the immediate turnover go, you know, where you're actually running in lanes and ready to go? Um, counter-attack, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's been massive for us on a, a two-pass. That's that's the rule. Like, as soon as there's a two, mm. turnover, you look for it back, two-pass, get it to space, and then we sort of play off that. Um, that's so, yeah, I guess that's – if that answers your question – yeah, yeah, broken field yeah. play because it seems like Moana is doing that better than anyone else. I looked at the stats and you actually, you know, you didn't have a lot of set piece, first play, first phase ball down in, in the opposition, but you're still scoring tries. And, uh, mm. you know, and if you play more Aussies, I think you'll have more tries. <laughs> yeah, no, we just really want to fire those backs through. As soon as we get yeah. open space, mm. we've got some dangerous backs. So get, their, get the ball do. in their hands. And... You really do. So that, that's, that's interesting, though. So, so you're only. Your only rule, if you like, your only piece of structure for a, for a turnover play is to throw two passes and then just go from there. Yeah, I'm not too um, clued on about what the backs have, you know, in plan. But um, I know that I know if the, just if, get if it to ball, them. Yeah, if the forwards got a ball, but you got to give it to them, you gotta find them <laughs> let them do their thing. And uh, yeah, all I know is got to reload into the middle and and uh, yeah, but. Yeah, right. A a last question for you, Henry. It's been great to to talk to you. You've been up against four of the best, you know, professional club, provincial sort of sides in the world, Mm. effectively, over the last eight weeks, nine weeks, um, all as a new club. And then you've played six games in 20 odd days. Do Mm. you guys feel like you're ready for anything over these last five so weeks of the competition? Yeah, as you said, it, it was it was pretty tough. Um, tested the, the depth in, in our team, and um, I thought we'd come out come out the the other side better for it. Um, come closer as a team, and you know, guys like you know, as you said, Nico and the other boys got, got a run on those Tuesday games. So um, I think you know, pros and cons to, to those games, but I think we've come out the side uh, the other side better for it, and and now we're just looking forward to these next few games in Oz. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's, good, it's been, good luck for you guys. Like, it's going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, look, thanks thanks so much for um, for giving us some time. It's been a really cool chat. Really enjoyed it. And, you know, keep keep playing well. While ever you keep this guy, my co-host here, happy, and, I'm, you know, you'll be, um, you'll be doing all right, I feel. Really <laughs> it's great to it. meet you, Henry. I, yeah, you're one, of my, you're one of my star players. <laughs> no, I appreciate the fellas. The Roar. Well, Harry, I really enjoyed those three chats. Um, Aaron, Sakopi. Henry, great to talk to them all. We thank them. We thank uh, Moana Pacifica, 
Uh, we thank EarthX as well for helping us set up um, this, this these chats. Um, what did you get out of that? What, what, what did you enjoy out of those those three chats? Uh, it was so refreshing, don't you think? It was so yeah. different from the normal interviews. It was not canned responses. Um, the eyes lit up when Aaron Major was uh, taking us through the feeling of being in the coaching box, beating mm. the Hurricanes, you know, a 100-year-old type club, first-year club. Yeah kind of a under the, I, I was getting fired up. I got a little tear in my eye. Uh, <laughs> I, want, I wanted to go smash somebody, you know. It's, uh, well, it's, and he, it's he, really he a, touched it, on it, the emotion it, of, of, of elation and that, and that how you get caught up in the moment when you have no idea yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> it was really cool to hear that. Jumping on a chair. No, and, and so all the guys have this, something in common. I think he, I think he had the key word, humility. Yeah. They're a humble bunch and uh, easy to easy to cheer for. I mean, really easy to like and um, wishing them the very best. And I mean, I'm I'm out there. I'm saying I hope they beat the Rebels. Sorry, but that, sorry, Jeff Parks or, of Melbourne. But <laughs> <laughs> I want yeah. I want a Pacific to win. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be a hell of a build up because they've spent the whole week in Melbourne. They they were of course came here last week for the Super Round and they never got to play in it uh, on account of the Western Force going going down with COVID. Uh, Sakopi Kepu was was great. Great to hear him talking about coming back to Super Rugby again and still rating it as the best competition in the world. And he confirmed that he is actually kind of a lounge singer. Yeah. So. Yeah. And likes the idea of sitting down to do it. <laughs> no, it was great fun. Those were, those were some of the, the best guests you could possibly have, yeah. um, you know, unguarded, innocent almost, and just playing the game for the love of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And Henry, Henry Timo Stowers, we finished with, um, <sighs> told us about among other things, the height you put down as a 21-year-old and the height that you actually are now. <laughs> that was great. And a quick two-pass there. They're living off, you know, scant possession, so they have to have a plan when they do get the ball. And it, it really made sense of how yeah. quickly they shift point of attack and move. And, and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I think there's a clash of styles, and it's going to be interesting to see, yeah, you know, it is. These, two, these teams face off. Yeah, no, it's going to be really interesting. Really, really interesting indeed this this weekend when the the uh, the Rebels take on Moana Pacifica in Melbourne. But that is it for this very special and bonus episode 13 of the Royal Rugby Podcast. Don't forget Harry and I are both on the socials and don't forget to drop us a line on the wall whenever the new episode page lands. The pod's on all the major platforms now, so like, follow, subscribe, do whatever you need to do to make sure the new episode drops into your notifications as soon as it goes live. It's the Raw Rugby Podcast with me, Brett McKay, and Harry Jones every week on the raw.com.au, Australia's biggest sporting debate and your home of all your favourite rugby analysis and opinions. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your ears next week. Bye.